from BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. This is the Bethany Vikings Podcast, hosted by Brock Aker. Welcome. I am Brock Aker, joined by Gabe Stast on President's Day for another episode of the Bethany Vikings Podcast. We'll talk about headlines in all the sports from this past week. Then we'll talk about the men's and women's basketball in a little more detail, previewing this last week of the regular season. And finally, we'll finish with a fun interview with Kenley Pileski and Emily Scrine, which you will not want to miss. I want to start this episode with a thank you to everyone that's been listening to this pod and reached out with their nice compliments. It really means a lot, and we're just going to keep getting better and better, bringing you coverage to Bethany Vikings Athletics. All right, Gabe, how has your weekend been? It's been good. I'm enjoying the long weekend, Brock. Great to be back on. Yeah, it's nice to have this day off before school tomorrow. First, let's talk about these headlines. So this past week has been a big week with track and field, softball, basketball. We'll start with softball. Softball split on Saturday in the season opener against St. Olaf at the Mavericks All Sports Dome. The St. Olaf won the opener 10-0 in five innings, but the Vikings won the second game 6-1. to and their win 6-1, Eden Ambrose went 3-for-4. Haley Sabrero went 2-for-3 with three runs scored. And Tara George went 2-for-4 with two RBIs. Sophomore Cassidy Cunningham, who transferred from Canada, earned the win with a complete game effort, struck out three in her debut for the Vikings. We talked about her with Kaylee Mork and Taylor Kotke. Uh, on her first episode, I talked about how she's going to be a big pitcher this year, and she definitely did good on Saturday. And the Vikings softball team will return to action on the road Thursday against St. Benedict at 7 p.m. Track and field had a lot going on. A couple of the members from the Bethany's women's and men team competed at the showcase hosted by the University of St. Thomas Friday. Sarah Pressler in the 800-meter run got sixth, which was the fifth best time in program history running the 800 meter in two minutes, 27 seconds. It can't be two minutes and 27 seconds, can it? 800 meters? That's correct, Brock. It is two minutes and 27 seconds. I know you're that you're not that fast, but these guys are. Wow. Okay. And then the triple jump, Marissa Voss got 10th with a 9.66 meter jump. And the mile run, Jake and Anderson at St. Thomas, Got 30th, running it in 4 minutes and 45 seconds. The 6th best time in program history. Moving on. Keegan Rich and Jake Marzinski went to the Iowa State Classic this past weekend. On Saturday, they took 4th and 5th respectively in the triple jump. In the triple jump. So congrats to Keegan and Jake for getting that invite and placing on Saturday. Moving on for more, the Bethany Vikings women in track at the meet of hearts. They got 16 points. Sarah Pressler led the Vikings as she ran the seventh fastest 3,000 meter in program history. The Vikings finished ninth place out of 10 teams. All right, going on to basketball. The women's basketball team played Northwestern this past Wednesday, and they which they lost 74-61, ending their 13-game winning streak, which was a school record. But they redeemed themselves on Saturday against Northland. Junior Hannah Geisfeld set the record again that she's been breaking a couple times this year. Broke it again, 37 points on 16 field goals, and a win against Northland, 81-64. to 
Now, going to men's, the men also lost Wednesday against Northwestern, 103-82. to Kyrie Mayfield, though, set the season record in assists that night on a pass to Jared Milinkovic. He passed Tommy Seifert and Neil Ecton on that assist chart. Jared Milinkovic had 22 points in that game versus Northwestern leading the Vikings, which ended their 11-game winning streak, which was the third longest streak in program history. But again, they did very well on Saturday against Northland and a couple of career highs from Hunter Nielsen and Brian Smith. Brian Smith led all scorers with 27 points and Hunter Nielsen scored 15 points going six for six from the field. All right, that's our headlines from this past week. Let's go a little more into detail now, Gabe. What did you see from the men's? Let's start with the men's this past week. Well, had a tough game against Northwestern. Um, Coach Fletcher said that we took that one on the chin. Um, going back in to open the UMAC season, we had Northwestern here at home, won a thriller in overtime. Uh, not the same story uh, this time around in, in Northwestern. But, yeah, we mentioned Kerry Mayfield uh, breaking the single-season record in assists. Uh, what he's been doing, sharing the basketball this year, uh, obviously you need other teammates that can score to help you out to do that. Um, so um, that's encouraging. Yeah, what I saw this week uh, against Northwestern, we lost that one 103-82. And we got out-rebounded 36-24. to And then Northwestern just shot the lights up, 56.8 from the field, 45.8 from the three-point line, and 80% from the free-throw line. So they just outshot us. And on their home court, but again, the Vikings still are gonna maybe see them this upcoming February in the UMAC tournament. We'll talk a little more about the tiebreaker situation later, but let's move on now to Northland. What did you see from Brian Smith and Hunter Nielsen coming out with their career highs? Well, Brian Smith, when he gets going like that, it's um, it's great to have on the offense uh, going along with. Kerry Mayfield, um, when Smith can take the scoring pressure and ha- handle the ball, uh, dish out passes, it makes our offense run that much smoother. And we saw it with a, a terrific performance against Northland all the way around. I mean, we smothered them. They they couldn't shoot. We turned them over. We ran out in transition. I think we had like 45 fast break points. Um, so a, an impressive performance against Northland. At yeah, 27 points, Brian Smith, he was 8 for 9 from the field, 5 for 6 from the three-point line. So he really couldn't miss from the field. And it was fun to see Hunter Nielsen getting in the scoring. He's more of a defensive guy blocking shots. But, yeah, he scored 15 points, second on the team. And you said how they were up by how much at one point in that game? 63 was our largest lead in the game. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, 107-48. Just a complete blowout in Ashland, Wisconsin. That's got to feel good when you travel that far. It's even like an hour and a half past Duluth, I'm told. Just a long road trip. It must feel a lot better to come home on that long bus ride with a big win. Absolutely. A big bounce back win. Uh, get us back on track as we head into the season's final week. All right, you're talking about this list, the last or week of the regular season. The Vikings get both games this week at home, which is big. They'll face... Crown, who they beat 89-69, 
January 22nd in Crown. Finally, they'll have senior night in a very big game that could decide a lot of the seeding Saturday versus Wisconsin Superior. They lost 84-60 to up in Superior. What are you looking forward to this week in action, Gabe? Well, first and foremost, we have to take business, um, take care of business against Crown on Wednesday night. Crown has some talented players, obviously with uh, Tim Wendell Jr. Um, so we can't look past Crown. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're, they're going to be the fifth seed. Um, when we look at the, the UMAC postseason tournament. Um, and then, yeah, the Saturday game, senior night, uh, four seniors will be honored with Trenton Krieger, Trevin Nelson, Tanner Malinkovich, and Jacob Hoffman. Yeah, that would be fun to honor them. A lot of players, especially Trenton Krieger, with a lot of records here at Bethany in his time. The Vikings lost to Superior like I said, 84-60 to 60 in the first matchup. Vid Malinkovic had 24 for a superior. Allen Anderson had 22. So those two were their main scorers, shooting the ball very well at a high clip, 7 for 10, 7 for 11. The Vikings really struggled in the game. Kyrie Mayfield and Trenton Krieger only combined for 16 points in that one. So those two... Must have a better game if we want to come on top this Saturday. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We were held to a season-low 60 points, and that's really what uh, Wisconsin Superior has been doing all season long. They lead the UMAC in um, in defense in terms of points per game. So we've got to find a way to uh, overcome that defense. And one thing they're going to try to do, when teams have been successful against us, uh, taking away our offensive game, they're for, they're making us drive baseline and then they're getting in the passing lanes because a lot of times we want to kick it out for that corner three or on the wing um, on the opposite side. And teams will turn us over if they get in the passing lanes against us. So we have to be very disciplined, make the easy pass, um, and hopefully our defense can spark some offense. Uh, we can run in transition. Yeah, the Vikings, like you said, play crown. That's going to be a big one with Tim Wendell. you got to... Go one game at a time here. The Vikings, let's talk about the standings and then the playoff scenarios. The Northwestern and Wisconsin Superior tied for first 13-1. and one. And Bethany's right behind 12-2. and two. Northwestern and Wisconsin Superior play on Wednesday against each other. So the playoff scenarios, Northwestern obviously will get the tiebreaker if they win out these last two against Superior. And then their game Saturday against St. Scholastica, both on the road. So if they win those last two games, Northwestern gets the number one seed. Obviously, Superior wins out. They get the number one seed. Bethany, on the other hand, will need some uh, luck to go their way. If they're going to pull off the number one seed, they would need Superior to win Wednesday at home against Northwestern, which could happen. And then the Vikings would need to beat Superior on Saturday, and they would also need Northwestern to lose to St. Scholastica, or the second possibility you're talking about could come down to a coin flip. Yeah, it could. Um, that would be the case if, like we said, Superior takes care of business at home against uh, Northwestern, and then we, in turn, on Saturday beat Superior, assuming that uh, Bethany can beat Crown and Northwestern can win their final game. Um, in that case, we'll have three teams at a 14-2 and record with all losses. They'll have one loss apiece coming to uh, those other top teams. And all losses will have come on the road. 
um, uh, going down the time the tiebreakers it's first obviously win percentage and then head-to-head -head records and then cumulative record against all teams above those who are tied um, obviously they're all one and one or, or two and two against each other and then uh, it's record versus teams uh, below them in the standings they're all perfect and then it's best conference road record each team will have two road losses and then it's a coin flip so it, this could actually come down to a coin flip these things these things tend to play themselves out but uh it could we could have a really interesting scenario here that could decide home court advantage in the postseason that's yeah, some good insight here on the bethany viking podcast so when you go to those games wednesday and saturday if you listen to this you can be the smart one informing all your friends and family here all right let's go now to the women's basketball side here briefly before we get to that fun interview with emily and kenley the Vikings lost to Northwestern on Wednesday, and then they won on Saturday. What did you see this week from the women? Yeah, it's really tricky. Um, for some reason, Northwestern has given us fits. Um, we look at Abby Olson. She, on the season, is 3 for 25 shooting against Northwestern with a total of 11 points. And obviously, she's the second-leading scorer in the UMAC uh, behind her teammate, Hannah Geistfeld. Um, so it will be very important for her to get things going um, if we see Northwestern again. But against uh, Superior, we won against them earlier in the year, and we'll see them on Saturday. Um, and that could be huge. If if we win out, we're going to be the number one seed. If Superior wins out, they're going to be the number one seed. Yeah, that going back on the northwestern the vikings abby olsen yes has struggled but so has the whole team this past week they shot 31 percent from the field it's 27.3 percent from the three-point line and you go back to their previous matchup in bethany on december 11th they only shot 25.4 percent from the field and 21.6 percent so very low percentage that northwestern defense is very much providing some kryptonite to the Abby Olsen and the Vikings offense. Yeah, one thing I think um, we might see a little bit more, Jordan Martinez back um, healthy. Uh, I wonder if, if we're going to toy around with the lineup uh, with both Olsen and Martinez. So uh, with two ball handlers, it may be tougher to take um, our our entire offense away. Obviously, we'll, we'll still get the ball to Hannah. Um but other players have to step up. There's no way, no other way around it. Uh, we've got to knock down open threes. Uh, we've got to play crisp offensively. Yeah, the Vikings did a lot better on the road in Northland, like the Vikings men, winning 81-64. Hannah Geisfeld got 37 points, another career high. She seems like every week she's increasing her career high for scoring. She had, uh, going for more stats, 61 points and 26 rebounds just this week. It's just amazing what she's been doing. Um, I I just kind of shake my head in disbelief at, at the stats that she keeps pouring in. Um, 37 points in the second quarter. We absolutely ran away with the ball game. We won the second quarter 33-17. And we did run away, like you said, and early on, especially that third quarter. But the thing that really hampered the Vikings was turnovers 28 against Northland. They got the they let Northland come back in the game a little bit. 
cutting down that lead to 10 in the fourth quarter. But then they went back and took the 17-point victory. But talking to some of the players, they thought that they're going to get their reserves in, and then some of those turnovers not being smart with the ball let them back in. Yeah, it forced us to play our starters a little bit more than uh, Coach Jones probably would have wanted to. Uh, Hannah Geistwell, the past two games, has played 71 out of uh, 80 possible minutes. Um, so that shows how important she is and how important every game is right now this time of year. Yeah, 47 turnovers this week. They probably want to improve that, especially against Superior. Big matchup you're talking about, Senior Day Crown. Bottom of the uh, standings Wednesday, so they shouldn't have any problem with that. We're gonna later on. I asked Emily Scrine and Kenley about how your mindset switches between the worst team in the conference and then the best team. So stay tuned for that. Let's talk about the tiebreaker scenarios first, or the standings seeding scenarios before we get to that interview. Right now, the Vikings and Superior tied 12 and two. Northwestern lurking right behind at 11 and three, like the men's Superior and Northwestern play Wednesday, before Northwestern plays Scholastica Saturday and the Vikings host Superior Saturday. So let's just say the Vikings win against Crown, which they should, and then Superior wins against Northwestern. That's gonna that game Saturday is gonna decide who gets the number one seed. Yep, it will, um, and that's no gimme for. Wisconsin Superior against Northwestern. Northwestern being eleven and three, obviously. Um, but North for Northwestern to to get that number one seed, they're going to need uh, some help. It, it doesn't look likely for them. Like it, they could if uh, they win against Superior and then take care of business against Scholastica, and then Superior knocks off Bethany. So right. they need. Superior to beat Bethany, and then they would get the tiebreaker over Bethany. And Superior just needs to win out uh, to get the first seed. So all three of those teams have a chance. Bethany and Wisconsin Superior control their own destiny. Like you said, Northwestern needs a little bit of help. All right, we'll get going to the interview. Kenley Pileski and Emily Scrines next. I'm now joined by two starters on the record-setting Bethany Lutheran College women's basketball team, Emily Scrine and Kenley Pileski. Pileski's from East Chain. She's sixth in Bethany history in blocks. Emily Skrine is ninth in three-point field goals. You both came here as sophomores. Where did you guys come from, and what made you want to come here at Bethany? So I came from River Falls in Wisconsin, and I just didn't really like the program there. And then they recruited me my junior year, but I decided not to go here. But then after, I signed my release form and started talking to them, and then I just I liked the program, the coach, and it was close to home. Um, I came from a community college in Iowa, North Iowa Area Community College. Um, I actually graduated from there in a year, so I got my two-year degree there. And then I kind of didn't like the program there as much either, so I decided to transfer. Um, And I actually got a message from Hannah because she figured out I was transferring. And then Coach Jones called me, and I just decided to come here. And actually I found out later that Coach Jones had tried to recruit me out of high school, like with Hannah, but I had already committed to my other school, so he never got the chance. So you you guys knew people on the team before you came, or how yeah. was some of your relationships? Who did you know before? So I played with Hannah in high school. Our okay. schools were combined for sports, and then our senior year we combined for basketball. So I played with her, and I played AAU with her for a year too. So nice. So I played basketball with Natasha in high school, and then I played AAU with Emily Gustin. 
And before I decided to transfer, I was kind of talking to Emily Gustin, and she goes, hey, I'm going to go to Bethany. I'm like, oh, really? So then I'm like, oh, I should go there too. It would be fun to play with you guys again. And we all actually played in yeah. the same conference. There's like six of us on the team that were in the same conference. So. Yeah, we played against Mel too, mm-hmm. and she's here now. Mm-hmm. And so it's a small world, I guess. Yeah. Like <laughs> so let's get into basketball. You guys played Northwestern yesterday. It was kind of a tough loss. What did you learn yesterday, what you might have to improve on and to get, get ready for the UMAC tournament coming up? Um, I think communication was a really big struggle for us yesterday. We practiced really hard on Monday and Tuesday, and we had gotten things down, and our coaches even said we'd worked really hard and looked really good. And then on the court, I think it just didn't come out like we had practiced and how we wanted to, and it was just kind of communication between all of us. We all just needed to talk a little bit better. So, Yeah, I think we needed to work with the ball a little bit better. Like Coach always says, you can get a good shot, but work it and try to get a better shot or the best shot. And I think we struggled with that a little bit, and then we got down, and it was just a little bit hard to come back from that. Uh, you guys average about 77 points. You scored 61. Uh, so what did they kind of do defensively to, to disrupt you ladies a little bit from getting going? They kind of switched up their defenses a lot. So first time we came down, they were in a man or what we thought was a man. And at some, at some points they'd switch to kind of a matchup zone and then they'd go two, three. So that kind of frazzled us a little bit. We couldn't really get into our offense like we usually do. So I think that kind of was a struggle for us not being able to get into our flow of things. Yeah, they took away the paint a little bit more than what we're used to. So then we were stuck shooting threes, which we don't want to shoot a bunch of those. Yeah, that that ended your 13-game win streak, but that was pretty impressive. That's a record, 13 straight. Did You ladies, you played obviously in high school. Do you remember ever having a 13-game win streak or even more than that, or is that the biggest streak you've ever been on? That's probably the biggest. We kind of struggled in high school. I was not on the best team, so we didn't win very many games in a row. Yeah, I don't remember ever having a streak or even probably paying <laughs> attention to it, but yeah, that's probably the biggest one. What are you going to remember most about this run, these last 13 games, or are you just focused on the rest of the year? We're pretty focused on the rest of the year. We have a few big games coming up. We have Superior for our last game of the year, and that'll basically decide our conference and how everything plays out and what place everybody gets and who the home seat is. So that's kind of what our goals are right now is looking forward to that. Yeah, we just got to focus on the postseason run. One streak doesn't really matter anymore. Still control your own destiny. Your title is superior. Superior has won all four years of the regular season since they've been in it. So you, like you said, you have a big game of Superior coming up next Saturday. What would it mean for you two to knock them off and win the first regular season championship in Bethany history? Um, like coaches talked, it'll be really big for us to get that win, just get those two wins under our belt against them. Um, then going into playoffs, that would be good standing at number one. We get the home seed. And he, like he said, he wants us to make records for this school like we've already done so far in the previous seasons. But he really wants us to get the conference championship because we've never gotten that one. Okay, uh, so what is like the different mindset you play this upcoming Wednesday against Crown one and twelve, so a totally different <laughs> type of teams than Superior eleven two. So is your playing mindset the same, or do you like what it, what it goes into your mind when you play such different variety of skilled teams? We still start out the same way. We still want to pick it up right away and get the lead, but then our goal kind of becomes once we do get that lead to hold it and then to get in some of our other players that also work really hard in the season and in practices to get them some time on the court in the games too. Yeah, these next couple games we need to get a win for all of them, and Coach always says like even at the, throughout the bottom their goal is just like an upset or try to get as close as they can to us just to upset our like record. So we still have to take them as serious as we would superior. Because it's just as important. 
You talk about Coach Jones a lot. What is he like? What is like his main motto? How is it playing for a guy like him? He's got the most wins now. He's been around Bethany for 30 years, so. You got this <laughs> Um, It's good to play for him. He's a very great coach. He always says um, you got to do it for the program. The program goes on, so you just got to – our goal is to make the program better so when we leave here, like the people coming in next year, they're better, and then – it just keeps going on. Hopefully we can keep staying on top as the years come. Yeah, one of his goals is to continue to make the program better and better. And even as we leave or if he ever leaves, like he still wants it to keep going up and they continue with recruiting and everything, keep getting better and better players and keep the program up. Nice. All right, let's get more specific with you two. You two are two of the better defenders on the team. Uh, Kenley, you lead the team in blocks. And Emily, you lead the team in steals. What – what makes you guys great defenders? What do you do in practice, or what's your mindset to really step it up on the defensive end? My goal is just to not let my girl score, and I know I'm a little bit slower, so I can play off because of my length. And just every possession, I'm just thinking, I got to stop my girl, I got to stop my girl. Yeah, like Coach Emma says, like Emily and I are a little bit different because we're both longer. I mean, my wingspan is pretty big, and so is Emily's for her size. So using our length really helps us, and I think that's what allows her to get the steals, me yeah. to get the blocks, because I just we're just bigger than most players, so we can use our bodies to our advantage. Uh, for offensively, Bethany's number one in the conference with scoring. You average 77 points, so 4.4 four points more than the second team. Hannah and Abby averaged 41.1 of those points, but uh, Kenley, you, you averaged around 10 points. You hit five threes and one half against North Central, what I was calling. I thought that was pretty impressive. And Emily, you are second on the team in assists, and you're number one in assist to turnover ratio. Do you two sometimes feel you get overlooked since most teams just try to key on those two? I wouldn't say overlooked. I'd say when we play some teams, they just don't have defenders that can stop Hannah inside. I mean, she's a beast in there. She's really hard to stop. And then when it comes to Abby, I mean, like last week at North Central, they started a triangle in two, and we still scored on them. Like, Abby still got her points. So I'd say they both really know. I think when they do get defended like that or in a triangle in two, they take that as like, all right, now I'm really going to score because you think you can't make me score. You know, like that's the mentality there. Yeah, I just – I mainly – defense is mine, so I know Abby and Hannah can score, so I just try to look to get the ball into them. But if a team were to try to shut them down, then coach says we have to step up and score to take the points that they're not getting. But, yeah, they're very aggressive, and they can get to the hoop, and they always finish strong up in there. All right, let's get to end this interview with some rapid fire. So, you guys ready? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All right, what is your favorite TV show? One Tree Hill. That 70s show or The Office. Yeah. <laughs> I watch them both so all the time. Netflix, I'm guessing you guys have. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's your favorite basketball player? It can be a guy or a woman, whoever. Maya Moore. Lindsay Whalen. Okay. Who wins on two and two? Emily and Hannah or Pileski and Olsen? Oh. Emily and Hannah. <laughs> Pileski and Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> so, tie right there. Okay. <laughs> who would you say is the most funniest girl on the team? Like, who gets you, got, you ladies to laugh? Jordan, scrying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you ever gotten a technical foul in your 
basketball? I have. I have as well. What did, what made you get the tee? It was my sister. We were playing AAU, and she turned the ball over. I don't know why I got mad, but I slammed the ball on the ground, and then the ref teed me up, and I ended up falling out of the game because of it. <laughs> it was not good. Mine wasn't as intense as that. I just, when I was a freshman in high school, I had a really bad habit of batting the ball after we'd score, and you can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just did it too many times, and they eventually <laughs> gave me a technical. But I was a freshman. I didn't know any better. <laughs> All right, last one. Who's your favorite team to play on the UMAC? Hmm. I'd probably say Superior just because of the competition and, like, you just want to beat them. Yeah, I would say Superior too. Like, when we play them, we all come to play. Like, we know this is going to be a really important game. I mean, all games are important, but this one we really have to step up and play our best. All right, thank you for joining us today, ladies. That was a blast. Good luck and finish strong this upcoming week at home against Crown and Superior. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to give a quick shout out to my old teammate who played Allie Carlson. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll end on that note then. Uh, Next week, come back and we'll interview Coach Fletcher and Lyle Jones as they give us the review of the regular season and preview the UMAC tournament. See you next week. I'm Brock Aker. Go Vikings.